from odds.com.au HQ. This is the From the Nosebleeds podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of From the Nosebleeds. My name is Matt Hickey. We've got a very big show ahead, of course. We've got our moments of the week, our bank builders. We're looking to find a few winners for you there. We've got the throwback, and that's by our returning superstar, James Lamb. We've got the cult profile. It's one that's a little bit different this time around, which I'm looking forward to, the quiz. And then we wrap things up with the big calls as we look to have a massive collect on the betting front. Now, I did mention the return of James Lamb, punters.com.au superstar journo. And to be honest, James, when you were absent, it was the words of 70s rock band player that came to mind. Baby, come back. Any kind of fool could see there was something in everything about you. Baby, come back. You can blame it all on me. I was wrong. I just can't live without you. And, geez, it's good to have you back, mate. Yeah, it's an emotional start to the pod. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still a little bit shook. Just from our conversation off air that you'd never heard of the Chemical Brothers. Yeah, no, no, not a Chemical Brothers fan, but uh, anyway. Such a baby. <laughs> uh, onwards from that. And uh, also sitting with us, Jake Eckwood, odds.com.au journalist. How are you, Jackie? Good, beast. Good to be back on. Another big week in sport, of course. Particularly enjoy the EPL over the weekend, actually. Top of the table clash between the Reds and Man City. Of course, the Reds came out on top 3-1. Yeah, a bit of tension in that. But also uh, now off for the... International break, I believe, the EPL. Uh, but the A-League keeps on ticking over. Speaking of the wide world of sports, of course, we've got the cricket on at the moment. The Aussies wrapped up another T20 international series in super style. Uh, the NBA keeps ticking along. The A-League, I mentioned the NFL as well. English Premier League that Jake mentioned. The NBL, the WNBL, the WBBL. And then, of course, the, we've also got the bigger code war going ahead on Friday night. Barry oh, Hall yeah. up against Paul Gowan. I'm really interested to see how that one is going to play out. Let's get into things, our moments of the week. And uh, we're heading over to you, Jake, first. Yep, so mentioned off the top that Liverpool played and beat Manchester City over the weekend. But my moment of the week actually took place the following day at St. George's National Football Centre in England. Raheem Sterling, who plays for Manchester City, and Joe Gomez, who plays for Liverpool, were involved in an incident when they joined the rest of their England teammates in preparation for Friday's Euro 2020 qualifier against Montenegro. So the rivalry between the top two teams in England has interrupted the English camp. The pair were involved in a fight on Sunday on the field, and that's obviously carried over. Sterling was sent home after it was revealed that he grabbed Gomez by the throat... While Jeepers. Coach Gareth Southgate said, unfortunately... Not the, res- the biggest fella either, Stuart. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, the result of yesterday's game is still raw. So we know tensions run pretty high in club football in the UK, and now they've even infiltrated the international scene as well. So pretty unbelievable scenes there. It's pretty rare that a teammate would grab another teammate by the throat. Reminds me a little bit of that... Uh Ages ago, English Premier League, that fight between the two Newcastle teammates, they had a swing at each other. That was yeah. a really full-on... Uh, Kieran Dyer might have been. Yeah, he was, was Kieran Dyer. Good get. Just, it's always so good at the quiz, Lammy. Just <laughs> The names just stick in his head. Unbelievable. Fairly full-on. Uh, my moment of the week uh, is an interesting one. So, Australian cycling coach uh, Shane Sutton here. He's the former head of Team Sky, which is... Uh, not called Team Sky anymore, but was one of the, uh, and still is, I think, Team Ineos now, uh, one of the biggest and best cycling teams in the world. He was also the performance director of British Cycling, so fairly big name. He was at a doping investigation giving evidence into Richard Freeman. Not However, the Not the trainer. <laughs> uh, he's Dr. Richard Freeman. Uh, however, 
Richard Freeman is now claiming that the testosterone, it's a doping, uh, doping hearing, claims the testosterone that he bought was actually for Coach Shane Sutton's erectile dysfunction. Um, <laughs> so things have gotten a little bit messy. And I quote here, this is Shane Sutton's reply. You were telling the press, I can't get a hard on. My wife wants to testify. You are a bloody liar. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my moment of the week purely because imagine hearing that. I think it's the General Medical Council is the hearing. It's not actually one of the anti-doping agencies. And uh, he's saying, I'll bring my wife in to prove that what you're saying is not true. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty incredible headline, that one. You typed it up on odds.com.au this morning as well, Matt. May have had a little bit of fun on that one, maybe. James, over to you. Uh, Mine's a little bit more serious than... Mine is uh, Nature Strip winning the Group 1 Dali Classic by about three and a half lengths on Saturday. I think we've got the audio of the closing Nature stages. Nature Strip goes for home at the clock tower. 100 metres to go. Four lengths in front. Almost five. Nature Strip with a devastating performance on the Classic. Second loving Gabby, third in her time. Santa Rena- So that was in a Group 1 sprint race down the Flemington Strait and it's always... Great sight seeing a front-running sprinter in full flight and he made a Group 1 field look incredibly average. The overall time wasn't blistering because the jockey McDonald got away with a couple of uh, cheap sectionals early but he came home in almost black caviar-esque sectionals towards the end of that race. So that was my moment of the week in what was a very big spring carnival for me. I was going to ask you about that actually, James. So it's good to have you in. We've missed you the last few weeks. You've been like the... The gif, the cat that just keeps typing away for the last mm. three or four Mashing weeks away or so. The keyboard. Now, have you got a mo- you just gave us your moment of the week, of course. Have you got a moment of the entire spring carnival for us? Sorry to put you on the spot. Uh, moment of the spring carnival. Did he land a quaddy? Because that'll no, probably, yeah. I, I didn't. I got bloody five out of six yeah. legs of the big six on Ooh. Saturday. That was a. I did hear about that. that I've heard about that a couple times actually. Yeah, I haven't got over it yet. Uh, <laughs> probably Super Seth's win in the Guineas was. Not just because I backed it, but that was a huge <laughs> win given where he was at the 200. Uh, it was good to see an Australian horse win the Melbourne Cup. Yeah, absolutely. That was great. It was a, a bit of a slowly run affair, uh, bunched finish, but that was that was always good to see. And Willow thanked just about everyone <laughs> in Australia. <laughs> Did you get a thank? Didn't Did get a thank you. No, still, still waiting for yeah, that. Okay. That article was great up on punters, actually. The list of everyone that he thanked went for about three pages, so... People thought we'd made a few of those names up. We only made up like the last three names on the list. There was about 25 on there. Uh, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a huge spring carnival, but I'm, I'm glad it's over. I mean, we've got Sandown. We can't forget about we poor can't old. Forget we can't forget about poor old Sandown, but mm. uh, the main races are obviously Don't done and dusted, and I'm looking forward to a lie down. They'll have a bit of work to do at Sandown. Of course, they just had the Sandown 500 there on the weekend, and of course, the Toyota 86 Whoa. cars went round, and one of them went flying and... Ripped up some of the turf. I don't know if it was directly on the... I'm not sure. The right that year. was a shocking crash, though. Thank that God was everyone was okay. Fallen, yeah. Very fallen. It's, uh, yeah, we're going to get some winners, Matty. Yeah, Bank builders. Bank builders time. I will kick things off. And uh, after a couple of not great successful weeks at the NFL, I'm going back to the trusty old golf. Oh, here he is. Back to the world of golf. Indeed. And, Sung uh, J.M.? No, not Sung J.M., good friend of the podcast. <laughs> We're going with Charles Howe Third. He's also a good friend of the pod. I believe, believe so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm told anyway. At the Mayo, Mayaba, if I can get it out, Mayakoba Golf Classic. Jeez, struggling there. Uh, 
top 30 at $2 with Sportsbet. So Charles Howe, top 30, $2 with Sportsbet. Uh, tied for 37th or better in 10 of his last 12 events, and uh, 7 out of 12 of those have been in the top 30. Uh, 8 out of 10 making cuts at this tournament. That includes three top 10s. And another four top 20s on top of that. He was tied for 36 in his last event, but that was a WGC event. So fairly massive and much better field than is going around in this one. So I expect him to finish in the top 30 at $2. That's what I'll be playing this week. Over to you, Jake. Thanks very much, Beast. And your ROI on golf is very, very good, as we know. So glad to see you I didn't back want to in those areas. It. I didn't want to touch it, but I was desperate this week. No, very good. Okay, so I'm heading to India's test match against Bangladesh and taking Virat Kohli to make over 39 and a half runs in the first innings, which gets you a return of $1.88. Kohli averages a whopping 85 against Bangladesh and 121 on Indian soil against them. So happy to be on the Indian skipper here. Over to you, James. Don't mind that. It's good. And just quickly. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Hmm. Hopefully it can win. Yeah. Right, yeah. Did you see the six for seven taken in the final T20 international between those two sides? Yes. Deepak Jahar ripped through Bangladesh taking six for seven. He did. Best T20 international figures ever. Which was brewing. And that's a, that, of course, is up on odds.com.au written by yourself, Matty. But also it was a cracking... Um, International week for 2020s all over with the super over again oh. between England and New Zealand, just as we saw in the 50 over World Cup final. It. And England got it done again. Unbelievable. Yes. But this time I think they Park actually won. I don't yeah. think it was a count back. Well, yeah. interesting. They were <laughs> handing out ties, like actual ties, out the front of Eden Park on the way in, saying a tie means a tie. <laughs> to basically say, like, and it was not, a tie. You, did, you didn't win the World Cup legitimately. And then they've gone and beaten them in the T20 as well. So. Very good. Uh, I'm going to sand down the last race on a 10-race card. So I'm going with setting sail at $2.25. UK trainer Charlie Appleby, he has a very good strike rate when he comes to Australia. He hasn't actually had any horses here over the spring, which is interesting. He's just made a a last-ditch effort to get a couple of winners. So he's got setting sail going around, nine starts, never finished worse than fourth. uh, 4.5 length winner last start over a horse called Crossed Batten, who... Finished second to Hunting Horn. Uh, you might remember that horse won a race at Mooney Valley the Cup a couple of weeks ago. So that form looks solid, taking on uh, most of the usual suspects. I don't want to be too disrespectful to the opposition, but he should be too good for these. Uh, a couple others on the card that I'll just touch on briefly. Race three, number two, Shilong or Xilong. Uh Maps to lead should be pretty hard to catch at $3.20. And race seven, a horse still very green. It's two from two. Does a fair bit wrong, but looks to have a fair bit of ability. Heart of Poussants, it's called. Uh, we're getting $5.50 for the Mara and Eustace cult. Hopefully he can stay on the straight and narrow because last start he wanted to go out to the, the grandstand rail, but he was still too good for them. Good to have the wolf back. Just giving out a couple yeah, of little speckles of gold after his bank builder. Oh, a few extras as well. We're not, not, not going to call them speckles of gold just yet. Next mate. week we will. Well, if they win. When yeah. they salute. Yep. Uh, throwback time. I'm in charge of the throwback. Well, and I'm excited. And we're going to stick with the Sandown theme. Mm, okay. Sandown. So we're going back to... Oh, caught my intrigue. 2005. Oh, wowee. March 2005. A great year. And the final event on the Sandown card was declared a no race. And we'll just listen to the audio to find out why. 
Fab. Wellback Diamond Haley still deep on the outside of Flower Drum and Gadel's bid. They're coming around the home turn. Chop Chop left the rail. And Shavover got up on the inside. Further out has missed the boat from American Graffiti. Now Balacarona about to get out for Ryan as the seagulls go everywhere. And all these horses, have, they've run off. They've gone into a flock of seagulls and we've got about four or five of them down. A complete debacle here. El Matilla's hit the front out wide. They've all shied of the seagulls in the straight here. El Matilla comes away from American Graffiti and Bella Corona. So as you could probably gather from that <laughs> he was audio, shook, that race course. <laughs> the jockeys were too. A huge flock of seagulls flew into the field at around the 200 metre mark, sending five riders crashing to the turf. So stop your laughing, please, Jake. Oh, uh, jockeys, on, Jake. jockeys Brady Cross and Darren Gauchy ended up in hospital. Oh, no. Oh, jeepers. Not seriously injured, thankfully. Okay. So you don't little, feel too yeah, bad about like your, 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 right your laughing. <laughs> it turns out Gauchy was actually a late jockey replacement for that event, so he didn't have a ride in it oh, until, until that day someone couldn't fulfil their ride, so Gauchy put his hand up. That's an absolute stitch. To, conspiracy to theory. To yeah. jump yeah. in conspiracy the saddle. Theory. Someone let the seagulls <laughs> out. Who's let the seagulls loose? <laughs> Reflecting back on the incident a while later, Gauchy said, I was back in the field a little bit and thought I was going okay, and then I looked up and honestly all I could see was white. I couldn't even see the riders on the horses in front of me. They were like black dots darting everywhere. You didn't know where you were going. I didn't even know I was off my horse until I hit the deck. So imagine travelling on a horse 60 kilometres an hour who, and all, all you can see is white feathers in Who front had of the you. hot chips? Somebody must have had some hot chips. I'm not someone's... In their silks or boots yeah, or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, know how stewards. to... <laughs> <laughs> to make some extra weight that they and they're just smuggling some... But it hasn't happened since. So they must have... Sandown must have done something to keep... The seagulls at What did they do at MCG? MCG? They brought in like a hawk or something. They've, well got they've, the, they've got the wires. Yeah, they've now got wires. And I'll tell you where else they need wires. Amy Park across the road. Because there is quite often more seagulls in that joint than there is attendees. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Jake goes, whack. Can you think of any other sporting events that have been... I like, can. Okay. There was a match in the, I reckon, about the mid-90s at Waverley Park between St Kilda and Essendon, and the lights went out during the third quarter, <laughs> and people ran on the field, broke down the goalposts, lit fires. Um, it was unbelievable. Who and I remember being excited because that meant that there was a quarter and a half of footy to play on the Tuesday night because I had to play it oh, so you three days later. Oh, nice. Yeah, and I Did you say that was at Waverley? Yep. Yeah. Waverley Park. I, yeah. I was there. Oh, wow, wait, what, we, what were old, you doing? A couple of old bucks. couple of old timers. <laughs> old <event. laughs> I was calling the game, right? <laughs> what year was that again? Oh, I'm thinking about 96, 97. Yeah. Yeah. Beast yeah. wouldn't even know what Waverley is. <laughs> no, I'm well aware. Waverley Park, do uh, explain. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I think we went to the footy and then listened to a bit of Chemical Brothers on the way. Yeah, home. we did. <laughs> hey, boy. Um, <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> please stop that. Um, <laughs> I knew that was going to happen on this pod. <laughs> I, uh, there was, I got a couple... One to do with seagulls and one not. One Super Bowl, I want to say, yeah. sometime in the last 10 years, the lights went out. Mm-hmm. I think it was the 49ers up against, I can't remember who, somebody. Uh, and the lights went out, I think in the third or fourth quarter, and they had to stop the entire game. And it actually swung momentum around and made the game real close, but it was all right because the team that was up eventually came through and won. The other one was Sammy the Seagull. Ah, yes. Of course, of BBL Big fame. Yes. Didn't uh, have much of an effect on the actual game. No, it didn't, but, but I just it thought it was a seagull. Yeah. Rob, Bobby Quiney with his magical healing mm. hands picking it up and all of a sudden Sammy. Now I think they have a Sammy the Seagull mascot yeah, that runs do. around. Yeah, mm. 
Alongside Andy Lee, I yeah. think. <laughs> He's the other I mascot he got, for the <laughs> Didn't he get the hydro, hydro, chief hydration officer? Yes, he right? did. Yeah. yeah, not a bad gig, is it? Yeah, you take it. Uh, Jake? It's time now for our cult profile. Cult profile. Cult profile. Is that a bit of chemical, brothers? Yeah, it is. <laughs> we squeezed it in just for this week's edition. So the President's Cup is coming up in Melbourne next month, as both you learned gentlemen would, of course, know, with Tiger Woods naming his American team last week. But I'll be honest. And he's named himself. He has. Whenever I think of golf, only one player comes to mind. And his name is Happy Gilmore. He's got the drive. He shoots, he scores! He's got the balls. Quite a large and economically diverse crowd here at the Invitational. I guess it's the new tour sensation, Happy Gilmore. Hey, if I saw myself in clothes like those, I'd have to kick my own ass. <laughs> so Happy was a hockey player, but not a very good one. And when his grandma's house was repossessed by the IRS because she failed to pay tax for years, Happy had to come up with a way of earning money and fast. As mentioned, his <laughs> hockey career never got going. But he did have a great slap shot, which came in handy later on. Two removalist guys were taking everything out of Happy's grandma's house when they found a pair of golf clubs. They challenged Happy to a long drive contest, which Happy won, hitting it more than 400 yards. The movers said, that went like 400 yards, to which Happy replied, is that good? Is that good? Chubbs Peterson, a club pro, then convinced Happy to give golf a go. The move to golf paid off, guys, with Gilmore eventually beating Shooter McGavin, who disapproved of Happy's lack of golf etiquette in the Tour Championship by knocking him off. Happy ended up getting his grandma's house back by beating Shooter, who purchased the house at auction. So all's well that it ends well. Happy Gilmore, the best golfer of all time. Didn't he end up putting with a hockey stick? He did, yes. he did, especially made by Chubbs Peterson, yes. who unfortunately fell out of a window and yes. didn't survive. The and lost his hand to an alligator? He did, yes. I wasn't aware there was a docker. I thought it was a a docker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, got us thinking. (laughs) What are the best sports movies of all time? Or docos, whatever. Yeah, based on real life, or (laughs) (laughs) well, for me, it's a it's a no contest. Well, it's a it's a pretty clear cut Space Jam number one sports movie of all time. And who was the lead actor? (laughs) Oh no, let's not bring that up. (laughs) Uh, I'm unsure about the remake. Remember the Titans was good. Oh, that is that's a. Yeah, that's I reckon a second. Coach Carter was okay. And that's right up there as Poor well. man's Remember the Titans. Uh, Denzel in Remember the Titans, just unbelievable. Yeah. This is maybe a little bit embarrassing, but I'm a big fan of Dodgeball. Oh, <laughs> yes. No, I'm with the... Yeah, yeah that's good. I'm going, all over these. I'm right with you here. Going back further than that, mm-hmm. the Mighty Ducks. Oh, Obviously, quack, quack. So very, good. very good. We, Charlie, should have a mo- we should have a movie night, I reckon, boys, because yeah, these definitely. are all some of my favourites. We could do a right top here. 10, actually, next week. Top 10 movies. And out. one that a little bit more off-Broadway, Sandlot Kids. Yes, oh, Ripper. Okay. The giant Maybe dog. Maybe a bit, bit before your time, Maddie. But I would yeah, advise that you yeah, check, it check it out. Maybe, maybe at our movie night we'll watch yeah, it. Nice. This ball was signed by Baby Ruth, yes. of course. 
Famous <laughs> Baby Ruth. Famous baseball player, Baby Ruth. Alfalfa, is that Sandlot Kids? Yes, yeah. it is. I've yeah. got a, another couple. Um, one that's not as popular, but another basketball movie, Glory Road. Excellent, excellent movie, if you ever get the chance. Glory Road. Indeed. Check it out. Very okay. good, very good. And Al Pacino's famous speech. Is that any given Sunday? I believe yes. so. Yes. Ripping and then well. another one, Air Bud. Airbud's quite good. Is that good. the dog one? A little bit unrealistic. <laughs> but a, it's very good. That movie. a Labrador could play basketball against humans, yeah. but. Jeez, he's good in it, if though. You set that aside, yeah. it's not a bad movie. <laughs> it's a great This is definitely a top 10. <laughs> it was so good that I think they went under franchise that I think Airbud played in the Soccer World Cup and Airbud played American for Airbud just did it all, really. He's talented. Yeah. Talented, Unstoppable talented pooch. Airbud. Really. Tell you talented what was a pretty ordinary sports movie? Mm-hmm. Flubber. <laughs> 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 One for the negative column. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's right. We have many for the positive column, so that's all right. All right, let's uh, let's get into the quiz. Hello and welcome to Let's Get Quizzical, and here's your host, Matt Hickey. Thank you, indeed. And I do like that. I think we're going to have to do a sports movie segment. There's some absolute crackers out there, and there's some. Potentially not so great ones that are worth discussing Flubber. as well. Uh, Thunder <laughs> Up, another one, that, one that had Kevin Durant in it. Not much good, but anyways, one for next week. Uh, it is, the, of course, the twentieth episode of From the Nosebleed, so I thought gone like a flash, hasn't it? Oh boy, has it! It's and on uh, I thought because of that, and in honor of that, and because we're on the eve of twenty twenty, we're in, almost there. I thought uh, the quiz topic this week is the number twenty in sports. So let's test our buzzers firstly with you, James. Very good, Jack. Very good indeed. I'm not going to say it. Squelch on. <laughs> there you go. All right, let's get straight Before into we things. Do, burger? Yes. Burger's on the line. Oh, good, good. I'm glad that we got that out early. Yeah. Oh, question of course number the wolf gets it out. He wins every quiz. <laughs> He's hungry. Uh, question number one. Who played in the first international men's T20? Jack. Australia and New Zealand. Correct. Bonus point. Who top scored? James. Callum. Incorrect. Jake. Chris Cairns. Incorrect. It was Ricky Ponting with 98 of 55. Not a bad knock. Because was Australia, that Eden Park? Australia, sure. Australia won. At Eden Park and they wore the beige outfits. Yeah, I think they wore the retro, yeah, the retro kits. All right, question number two. Who has played the most AFL games in the number 20? Jake. Drew Petrie. Incorrect. Mm. He is second. Oh, stiff. And another kangaroo is third. Can you give me a clue? So Shimmer's third. Has played in the last 20 years. No clues for the draining, raining, it's played raining played in the champion. last 20 years. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll get it. Simon Black with 322. How, how many was Drew behind Black? I don't have that stat on okay. me. <laughs> I apologise. <laughs> Quizmaster. <laughs> question number three. This season's NFL Super Bowl will be held, of course, in 2020. It goes across the new year. Who are the favourites? Jake. Patriots. Indeed they are. Jeez Very short them. price despite losing on the weekend. Rusty first up from oh, a spell here. The week before I should say they had the buy. Question number four. Where will the 2020 Asian Beach Games be held? <laughs> California. <laughs> Incorrect. The Asian Beach Games. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but sometimes they do invitations. James. Uh, you'd think it'd have to be somewhere warm. And in Asia. <laughs> and in Asia. <laughs> Uh, let's go. Don't know. Tick tock. Let's go with, I don't know, Japan. China. China. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> question number five. Uh, this cracking song came out in 2007. Sure. Thirsty Merc. That is not the question. Oh. <laughs> I can't believe he bags us so for Chemical Brothers and he's listening to this. Thirsty Merc's unreal. That, uh, that crack. cracking... So <laughs> we might have Sorry to stop to the Thirsty quiz Merc there. if you're listening. I know that. I love Deducting a point. Lead singer Ray <laughs> Thistleweight. You're just... Yeah, get on with the question. I have to end the quiz. No, all right. this, uh, that came out in 2007. Who won the 2007 NRL oh. Grand Final? 2007. Mm-hmm. No, no hints. I'm not giving any hints. Uh... Let's go with the storm. Correct. Two, one, game but on. So you're going to go through. They got stripped of it. Of yes. It, so. yes. But who won? They still won the grand final, okay. but they, so they were later stripped of it. Thirsty Merc really had nothing to do with that question, did they? Just I just <laughs> I really like that song and I wanted to fit it in there somehow. <laughs> was that actually Thirsty Merc? Yes. Oh. Correct, it was. So Thirsty it was correct, Merc. but it was yeah. just the wrong question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, question number six Your host, Matt Hickey, scored a quite 20 in the opening match of the current cricketing season. This week he notched up a half century. Jake. You were not out. Incorrect. <laughs> How many boundaries did he hit in that innings? None. That is correct. It was a soggy outfield. <laughs> correct. <laughs> We've heard Someone's all heard the story. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've recounted that, but yes, correct. Uh, question seven. It's 2-2. Two, two. the decider. The Ooh. decider. NBA player Gary Payton wore number 20 and was known as one of the best defensive players and trash talkers ever. What was his nickname? I think we're going to need the uh, tiebreaker question. Yeah. <laughs> Pates. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid effort. Uh, correct. Mouth. <laughs> no, it was the glove. Oh. Uh, so we go to the tiebreaker. You, you were close. Well, he's a trash talker. Yeah, yeah, but the glove was for his defensive abilities. Were you like a glove? Right. You were closer than Pates. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> tiebreaker. Who wears the number 20 for the Carlton Blues? Jake. Sam Fisher. Incorrect. Sam Fisher? He played for St Kilda about five years ago. Oh, no, sorry. Um, who's the other Fisher they've got there? <laughs> no, it's not a Fisher. Any- Zach Fisher? Zach Fisher, not, yeah. No, incorrect. 20. Oh, no. Jeez, this is... Oh, oh it's not Paddy Cripps. No, it's not Paddy no. Cripps. Oh, I'll allow continue to guess. If you'd like to continue to guess, I'll allow one more guess from each of you. Jake. McGovern? Incorrect. <laughs> We're going to name the whole list. This is really poor. Go on, James. Before uh, this gets awkward. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's already got awkward. All right, I'll have oh, one more question. Yeah. One more tiebreaker. It was Lockie Plowman. Oh, that's well, not that obvious. All right. Exactly. Hands on buzzers. <laughs> Lockie Plowman. Yeah, just thought I'd test first you. man in, is it? Is that the first, first man in. First man in. All right. On, uh, closest to the mark. On what date... Does the 2020 Summer Olympics start? June 14. What's your guess? Uh, July 20. July 14. Uh, 24, sorry. James. Lane. Another quiz. Congratulations, James. It. Took a while it doesn't matter what there. the questions are. He wins anyway. Congratulations. That was a really low win. I did yeah. not look like oh, it. And to be honest, it was a, it was a crappy poor, ending. It was a poor quiz by both <laughs> contestants. No, by both contestants. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. You're right. uh, Lockie Plowman. I'll always remember that now. <laughs> let's quickly move on, please. Uh, it's time for Big Call. 
Uh, look, last week wasn't a great week for the podcast tipping wise. We're going to quickly move on from that. Um, the car that we're looking at, 1992 Toyota Hayachi van manual with 543,000 kilometres. <laughs> just a baby. <laughs> well, I just, it's, you know. It's going to be a tandem bicycle soon. <laughs> Well, I throw out the motorbike with the sidecar and the power ski jet board and a few alternate modes of transport, and you guys weren't really receptive of them. So maybe it won't be a tandem bike, James. No. Well, that's all we can afford is what I'm saying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wouldn't mind tandem bike. You three would be right on that, I reckon. I'd have to be at the front. You guys have got a bigger motor than I do. Uh, time for big calls. <laughs> Just let him go. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to do that. Uh, NFL multi for me personally, I uh, I need a big call winner, so I'm backing the Saints to bounce back against the Bucks. The Patriots uh, lost two weeks ago, I believe their first loss had the bye to think about it. They're going to come out and fire and beat Philly. Dallas minus three and a half points versus Detroit, and the Jets to beat the Redskins. So that's the Saints, Pats, Dallas at the line, and the Jets. That's at eight dollars and ninety three cents. Pal played with sports bet. That is my big call. <laughs> Who's next? I'll oh. go next. Uh, All right, Wolf, here you go. Uh, I'm going to Sandown, race eight, number six, Del Harold at $11. So copped an absolute stink bomb of a ride in the Geelong Cup last start, drew barrier five and was never closer than three wide, didn't have cover the whole 2,400-metre journey. So I'm going to forgive that effort. Actually finished second in this race last year, beaten ahead, and I think he can run a nice race at each way odds. So Del Harold is my big call. <laughs> Big sound. return from Wolf. Yeah, sounds good, Wolf. I'm excited about that one. So this is the week, guys. Two of my the last two weeks, two of the three legs have saluted. Right, some really so expensive hand movements week. here. I'm taking Virat Kohli to be named Man of the Match into the Socceroos to beat Jordan, which gets you a collective ten dollars and thirty two cents. I mentioned earlier how good Kohli's record against Bangladesh is, and I'm taking that to continue here. And I like the look of the Socceroos against Jordan, even though it is over in Jordan. They've been a bit of a bogey side for the Green and Gold over the years. They did of course beat the Socceroos in the Asian Cup earlier this year. But they haven't been in great form of late. They've actually failed to beat both Singapore and Kuwait at home over the last six weeks. The Aussies have been in great touch, as you know, scoring 15 goals um, in their last three outings. So Coley for man of the match into a Socceroos win, which gets you a big talk, big call type of collect <laughs> of $10.32. That's my big call. Well, we could nail all three big calls this way. I'm just throwing that out there. Could happen. Now that we've got rid of the Deadwood, Isaac Lee. <laughs> oh, whack on his way out. Just kicked him out the door. Uh, I think that's all we have time for this weekend. As I said, I think it's a big week. We're looking for winners, and I think they're going to come in uh, in droves this week. Uh, make sure you rate and subscribe. And tell all your friends about From the Nosebleeds. Jake, you'll be back. Looking forward to it, Beast. James, will you be back? No, I won't. <laughs> You won't no. be. You're away, aren't no, you? No, I've got a Bucks party next oh, weekend. Geez, and I'm really taking a few days either side of it just to just focus. To, to focus. <laughs> focus on the Bucks beforehand and recover <laughs> afterwards. To warm up and warm down. Yep. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll uh, it may stretch. be a two-chair situation. We might grab The somebody. quiz will be good then. If we just yeah, I reckon <laughs> you'll be a sniff in the quiz. <laughs> Me against you in the quiz. <laughs> might go for 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> this one did as well. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, uh, make sure you tune in next week for another edition of From the Nosebleeds. <laughs>